Welcome, Shark fans, and welcome to week two of Shark Radio. We are slowly getting into the swing of the school year and Shark athletics. As you know, the last couple weeks, the weather has been terrible. Between lightning and rain, we have had numerous delays, practice cancellations, and for the first time in school history, a swim meet was canceled due to lightning. That's right, you heard that correctly. Our swim teams were supposed to compete up in Beaufort last night at the outdoor pool, but that was canceled due to lightning. Apparently, electricity and water don't mix. Who would have thought? Hopefully, we can get that rescheduled, as usually the swim schedule is a little fairly light on competitions. We do have a couple updates on athletics from the past week and some upcoming events as well here coming up shortly for May River. First, we want to remind all students that dress code and badges, ID badges, will be checked at each entry point at the beginning of school. By now, everyone knows the dress code. Please make sure we are following it moving forward. Badges need to be on around the neck as you are walking into the building. Everyone should have an ID by now, but please make sure that is happening on Monday. If either of those two aren't happening, you'll go to ISS until it is fixed. Also, another reminder to follow us on social media, our social media outlets for, for all Shark Athletic updates, celebrations, and information. You can check out our webpage at mayriverathletics.com our Twitter page, at shark underscore athletics, and new this year, Instagram, MRHS underscore sharks, and TikTok, shark underscore athletics. We also want to congratulate our Jersey Mike's Players of the Week last week. For the, for the girls, Lauren Swanson led the volleyball team to three wins against Bluffton, Buford, and Hilton Head Prep in her varsity debut as a sophomore. Congrats to Lauren. Darian Perry won the award for the boys, absolutely stuffing the stat sheet last Thursday for the football team at New Hampstead. Darian rushed for 156 yards and three touchdowns, had 11 tackles and one pass break on the defensive side of the ball, and finally in special teams had two blocked PATs and an onside kick recovery. Darian was also the WSAB and Loco Sports Player of the Week in our area and earned a spot in the Border Bowl Blitz or the Border Blitz Bowl. Congrats to Darian. All right, a few upcoming events for tonight, the weekend, and then into next week. First, Varsity Football travels to West Ashley tonight. Kickoff is at 7.30 p.m. Good luck, gentlemen. Cross Country has a rare Friday night meet tonight as well. They will run at Burton Wells Parks and Rec under the lights. They also begin at 7.30. Good luck to our boys and girls cross country team, which should be a fun event tonight under the lights. Our girls golf team begins their quest for a rare a rare three-peat as they are the defending two-time state champions. They go up to Myrtle Beach in the invitation-only Lady Blue Jacket Tournament and will play Diamond Head Golf Course. If the girls were to defend their state championship this season, and that is a long way to go as they're just getting started, but they don't have a single senior or junior on the roster. So they are very young, but very talented team. The girls have a busy week this week. Once they return from Myrtle Beach, they will play on Tuesday the 30th at Golden Bear Golf Club on the island and then at Pinecrest here in Bluffton on Thursday, September 1st. Both of those matches should begin around 4 p.m. The boys and girls swim team will look to get their season started on Thursday since last night's meet was canceled. They traveled to Hilton Head. They will travel to Hilton Head on Thursday and will start around 5.30 p.m. Shelby Gourley will begin her defense of her individual state championship she earned last year. 
Speaking of Shelby, we will hear from her in our next sec- segment after a word from our sponsors. Shark Radio is brought to you by Low Country Lawn Systems, a new and upcoming business. LCLS specializes in yard drainage, irrigation, and landscape installs. Call Low Country Lawn Systems with all of your outdoor yard needs today. All right, welcome back to Shark Radio. I want to thank our sponsors for their sponsorship through the course of this year moving forward. And today we have our state champion swimmer, Shelby Gorley, in the studio. Shelby, welcome. Thank you for having me. All right, so Shelby is our returning state champion. She's an all-state, all-region swimmer. How long have you been swimming competitively? About 10 years. About 10 years. You swim, obviously, for May River, but you swim for an outside team. And how does that work? Um, So I do club on Hilton Head Island, and we have practice eight times a week. And I just practice with them, but also do club or um, high school. How long have you swam for May River? Uh, since seventh grade. Since seventh grade. Now I was just weird. Shelby and I were talking before we came back from break, and I don't think people understand how difficult you know a swim practice is. I always say you know swimmers and wrestlers have the two toughest practices, the two toughest sports. So it, it's a grind for her, and she's been doing it a long time. And we appreciate her, you know, her efforts not just for May River, but for herself individually and her club team. Um, Shelby, tell our listeners what events you swim during the meets for May River. Um, so I swim the 200 free relay, 200 IM relay, the 200 individual medley, um, and then 100 breaststroke usually. So you're busy. Yeah. That's a lot of meets. That's like Michael Phelps in the Mm. 2008 Olympics or whatever it was. So tell what, you're the returning state champion in what event? The 100 breaststroke. The 100 breaststroke. So you'll be defending that this year. Um, what, what does the swim meet preparation look like kind of leading up to that meet and you know, maybe even before the meet, you know, what, what, is, what goes into that to make sure you're ready to swim, you know, at the top, your top level, the day of the race. So like practice leading up to a big meet is usually shorter, but the intensity is a little higher. Um, we only taper for about like four to five meets the whole year. It's usually only like the really important meets that we drop taper or sometimes we'll drop taper for like less important meets, but usually a full taper is about, it can start like three weeks from the meet. So it's like gradually getting shorter distance during the practice, and, but the intensity is still there. You guys do, like, I know a lot of cross-country runners try to load up on carbs certain days a week. Do you guys have that? Do you talk about that, or is it just kind of whatever? Um, it's mostly whatever makes you feel ready to swim yeah. your best. Yeah. So what are, what are some of your individual and team goals for this swim season? Well, I would love to defend my title in the 100 yeah. brushstroke again. Um... But I would also like our relays from last year. It's still the same from last year. I would like both of our relays to podium this year. Only one in podium last year. And then, like, as a whole team, top five would be really good just because we're, like, a smaller team compared to a lot of others. So I think if we get top five, it will definitely be good because the top teams have, like, way more people than us. Yeah. What is your favorite part of being part of the May River swim team? Um, my favorite part is of um, it's like having a sense of a team the club swim is very individual but doing high school it's more of like you have more sense of like a team and you get to do relays we don't do a lot of relays um during club so yeah all the events kind of add up to your team total mm-hmm. and, yes. every, and, and you're competing for your team yep, instead of yourself you have the, the may river cap on for 
per se. Yeah. In the pool. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any plans on swimming in college or, or after after your senior season? Mm -hmm. I do plan on swimming yeah. in college. Yeah. It's like more. It's like high school because you get to swim for your team and you'll do anything to help your team out and it's like a sense of family kind of so you have any idea where where you want to do that at i no. whoever I, will take you huh yeah <laughs> all right well good well good luck with that um the boys and the girls swim team they travel to beaufort um tonight thursday night um so we'll, we'll have an update on how they do good luck to shelby and the rest of the sharks thanks shelby for uh coming to join us on shark radio thank you for having me Shark Radio is sponsored by Palmetto Bug Company, a commercial and residential bug control solution. Owned and operated by an educational professional, we make customer service a priority. Palmetto Bug Company. All right, welcome back to Shark Radio. It's that time of the day, that time of the podcast for a little college pick them. And we actually have games to pick this week. We're also going to pick, we're going to pick a handful of games for this Saturday's contest, but then next week we have a handful of game Thursday contest, which obviously Shark Radio is played on Friday. Those games would have been played. So we got nine games for you. Four for this Saturday, five next week on Thursday. First, we're gonna have Coach Powell preview our beloved home state team, the South Carolina Gamecocks. Coach Powell, what do you what do you got for well, South Carolina? This is not my favorite team, clearly, but Looking at the schedule, South Carolina could potentially get back to 6-6, six and six, and that's pretty much like the Super Bowl or BCS be Bowl for them. They, they will be jumping all buildings. So excited for them to get back to an additional uh, bowl game. Um, they set their schedule pretty good. Whoever scheduled uh, their schedule has done a phenomenal job. They got Georgia State, UNC, Charlotte, South Carolina State, but they do have the mighty SEC that we hear so much about all the time. Um, but I, I'm going to be a little concerned with them actually week one. Uh, against Georgia State, September 3rd at home. Um, if you haven't bought a ticket yet, don't worry. You can go down to Costco. They have plenty on the shelf. You can even do self-checkout, and I think there's an app called Shipped, and they will. you can actually get them to go pick up that thing from Costco for you. I think it's probably $99. That probably includes four tickets, probably a snow cone, a bag of chips, probably a free parking pass, and a jersey. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, so I can Instacart a game, a ticket to <clears> – <throat> South Carolina game? That that's correct, Coach Whitmore. That's not I'm not talking about like pay per view TV. I'm talking about actually yeah. go to the game. That 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 well, is they, correct. They look like the little gift cards. Yes, like they're like, usually like you could get an Olive Garden gift card while getting that. South Carolina game too. in the same section, right beside the checkout. That I think the correct. SEC needs to remove their uh, "It just means more" slogan <laughs> if we're selling um, tickets at uh, Home Depot, and I think Florida sells them at <clears throat> Florida so sells them at Home Depot and. Apparently, South Carolina at Costco. Do they do that in the Big Ten? Coach I don't think you can get an Ohio State ticket anywhere. Yeah, 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 I don't think so either. But all right, anyway, moving along from South to, from South Carolina into our first game of the year, we got Nebraska traveling to Chicago and playing Northwestern. Oh, no, 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 they're in Dublin, Ireland. Oh, that's right, they are in Ireland. That's Woo! right. There's a big article about what to expect from uh, the Husker faithful. It's not pretty Ireland, <laughs> but um, good luck with that. So Nebraska traveling to Ireland. Northwestern's quote-unquote home game. They are minus 13. Coach Whitmore starting us off this year. What do you got? Yeah, you know, this is going to be a common theme today with these games is I don't know a whole heck of a lot about any of these teams yet. Um, but Nebraska was potentially going to be on my short list when we did 
the uh, segment last week about teams that maybe will kind of turn the corner and, and play a little better than expected. Nebraska was on my short list of teams. I, I left them off. Maybe I should have picked them. I just think Scott Frost, is he's got his backs against the wall. You guys talked about that. Uh, last week with, with Louisville, I think the Nebraska staff is in a very similar situation. Northwestern is supposed to be down, supposed to be terrible this year. I, I actually really like Northwestern's coach. I think Pat Fitzgerald is a great coach, but I think Nebraska is going to have too many athletes. And I'm going to say that the, the Huskers get a big win to start <coughs> off in season across the pond. I got the Huskers covered by at least two touchdowns. Welcome to College Football 2022. Got a great batch up here between Nebraska and oh. Northwestern in Ireland. I don't know really sure about ticket prices, but based off airlines, there's no doubt this game will lose money. There's no way, you know, I mean, other than the fact it's the first college football game of the season. Um, Nebraska, Scott Frost, man, you look at both teams from last year. Both teams from last year lost their last five games. Uh, however, Nebraska was much closer in those games than the, the Northwestern. 14, 14, 7, 12, 14. Those are the points they scored in games. Northwestern offense is bad. I have to go with Nebraska. Scott Frost, if he doesn't win now, he is immediately he fired. Won. His back's against the wall. Minus 11. I'm going to have to go with the Cornhuskers. As Northwestern returns the best player on the field, All-American safety right. comes back. But wait a minute. He comes back and transferred to Notre Dame. So he's not at Northwestern. <laughs> Sorry. So he won't be there. Northwestern, just not very good. Probably the better coach. Not a lot of talent. I guess I'll go Nebraska, maybe 21 to 7, 28 to 14, but that gives them the cover. I'll apprehensively take the guys in corn. All right. Do you guys think if they'd have sold tickets at Kmart <coughs> that they could have played this game in the United States? Maybe. <laughs> Potentially. Could have, could have sold out with an Olive Garden. Um, yeah. If they buy one, get one. Buy one, get one. Yeah. All right. Wyoming <clears throat> plus 11. Another Big Ten team. Illinois. Hey, <clears throat> okay, at Illinois. Wyoming getting 11. Wyoming's been okay in the past. Oh, Illinois slate. has not been. <laughs> All right, what do we got, pal? Um, again, this Big Ten, everybody, this means more, and they're, you know, they're important. And well, Big Ten, SEC. But don't, Big don't Ten, they're real football, too, but their conference use. sells out playing Wyoming. However, I think Illinois, uh, led by Brent Bimala. Bimala? It's not even how you say the school's name, pal. It's Illinois. Illinois. No, Illinois is one. Other states, states. Y at the end, like like a Y. The the Fighting Illini are going to play the Wyoming Cowboys, who have by far the worst color scheme in college football in uniforms. That is awful. I would never coach there if they offered me a job simply because of this color scheme. (laughs) All right, but Illinois, at the end of the year, I felt like they started playing very well. I mean, they they beat uh, seventh ranked Penn State. They beat Minnesota, who was twentieth ranked. They lost by, you know, right outside of 10 to Iowa. They're the better team. I think they have a little momentum with him coming. They're at their place. Uh, Wyoming, like you said, has given people problems in the past. They've been stringy. They had a couple first-round draft picks in the last couple of years. They have good players, but people don't know a whole lot about them. But I'm going to still have to get uh, the Illini to cover. Does, does Josh Allen play for Wyoming anymore? <laughs> uh, long gone. Is he coming back? That was a good one. Yeah. I, I don't know anything <clears throat> personnel-wise about either one of these teams. Uh, the little bit I've read about Illinois kind of uh, looking up stuff for Ohio State is that they do return a decent amount. The defense should be solid. The run game, you'd think, uh, from a Big Ten team against, a, you know, more of a 
yeah. I'll call it a mid-major, even though I think Wyoming is a, a pretty good football program. They're, they're, they're above like a Mac school or something like that. But uh, you, you would think that, that they'd be able to control <clears throat> the line of scrimmage. Uh, big Burt Balima, his real name's Brett, but um, not a big fan of his, but he's back at Illinois for year two. Should be a little better this year. I think they got the number really good here at, at 10 uh, or less. <coughs> Illinois is a slam dunk. You know, 14 or more, I think Wyoming's an easy pick. It's right there in the middle, but I'm still going to go with Illinois to cover because it's at home, and I think they're trying to make a statement. I think it's close enough that they have to play the entire game, so maybe they punch one in late and get over that uh, that 11-point threshold. I'm going with the Illini. Big 10, baby. <clears throat> I think the difference here is this is, I believe, his second year. Yeah. Okay, and he wants to pound the ball. He wants to be physical. He <clears throat> wants to do what he did, you know, at Wisconsin with – with a great amount of success. And when you do that, physicality should win out, especially against a team like Wyoming. Um, so I think if Illinois lines up and just runs it right at Wyoming for four quarters, yes, I think they do break them eventually. And Illinois was playing better towards the end of the year. I'd like them to cover the 11 and beat Wyoming, something like possibly 35 to 14 or 35 to 10. All right, we're going to go Nevada, minus nine, traveling to the Fighting Starks, New Mexico State University. Coach Whitmore, what do you got here? What do you know about these two? Yeah, how did those Starks, How did those the Starks family do in Game of Thrones? <laughs> Not real well. No. Oh, same did. thing here. Nevada <laughs> rolls. Sorry, bud. I know you're in Hawaii now. <clears throat> Nevada rolls. If we go back to what they finished the year out, you got to be high on New Mexico State. They finished the season with a W in the, the in the worst game. Decide the worst two teams in college football. They beat UMass 44 to 27 to finish off in their three team, three team pod with them. UConn and UMass is the three worst teams in college football. Um, Nevada ha has been very good um, in the last couple of years. Um, I, I thought they, they, they coached well. I did read where they were lost a lot, lot to graduation. They did. Um, but I think scheme, they're recruiting better players than New Mexico State. We'll talk about it a little bit. Mexico State's having to divide their their week up because they play a game like four days after yeah. this as well. So what are they really scheming for? Who knows? Maybe I, they're doing half of the uh, this game and half of the other game, but I have to think Nevada rolls. Wesley starts taking the snaps on Saturday. Anyone know? <clears throat> I bet they're, they should be calling him. Yeah, I probably should be. Well, he's not. So I'm going Nevada. Wolfpack rolls <clears throat> by 21. All right, Bandy traveling across the other pond, the Pacific Ocean, at Hawaii. Coach Powell, what do you got here? Another Wesley Starks, uh, Hawaii. He, he changes teams quite frequently yeah. anyway, so there's no doubt he's currently wearing a Hawaii shirt and hat and all that come, uh, sort of thing. But I'm going to have to go uh, Bandy. Uh, uh, their coach, I think, is the guy that came from uh, Notre Dame. Is that correct, Coach uh, Macy? Uh, I think he's going to – he has to do better than he did. If they still think they can recruit simply, I think they got to be able to recruit better players. Hawaii's coaching staff left. I don't even know if they they literally just said whoever wants to have it can have it. Is it the Nautilus? <laughs> I'm not sure who who's their head coach. Do you know? Nope. I do not know. <laughs> That'd be some great research. He wears a, a lay, though. There's no doubt about it. Well, they're gonna they're gonna need more than that. I think Vanderbilt has to be better. Um, I think what is the line we have it at eight? I think it jumped up. It was six and a half just a couple of days ago. I'm going to have to go Vandy. SCC, it just means more. Just means more. Where did they sell the tickets for, for this game? Like, oh, man. Like a little fish market? Where you get What's that place you get the flip-flops in Hawaii? What is that called? No, I think you get a Poke Bowl and a, and a game ticket. There you go. SCC. 
Yeah. There'll be 12 fans there, by the way. All right. But I got to go, Vandy. Sorry, Starks. You're over two to start on uh, Saturday. Probably looking at over three as we get to Thursday. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Vandy's, they're going to win by like nine. <laughs> Guys, I just Googled wife. Hawaii head coach, and they gave me the Hawaii women's basketball coach. <laughs> so I put in Hawaii football head coach, and they give me Hawaii's head men's basketball coach. I told you, they don't but know But if who I is. scroll down, I find that the former Hawaii legend, Timmy Chang, was named their head coach. That is right. And he's winging it, winging it all around. He was Man. named the head coach January 22nd, 2022. Okay, with all that said, Manny's the better team. Okay, but Manny has a long travel. That will play a major, major factor. I do like Vanderbilt, second-year head coach. Clark Lee is a great football coach. Can he win at Vandy? Well, no one has, but if anyone can, I think he's at least someone can stabilize it. I'm going to go Vandy minus eight just because I think they're better, but don't be surprised if this game's close late because of travel. All right, that's it for all these Saturday games. Now we're moving on to next week's games, Thursday. These are Thursday night special. We got the Mac special traveling to, to Knoxville, Ball State, Tennessee. I feel like they play like every year at the beginning of the year. Maybe not just me. But Ball State traveling to Rocky Top plus 32 and a half for the fighting Kirk Humeses. That's such a big number. Yes, massive number. I think Tennessee is, is going to be better this year. I like their team, returning quarterback, returning coaching staff. They're high on on their potential this year. A lot of a lot of excitement and buzz in in Knoxville. Um, <clears throat> it's a night game Thursday. Jeez, that's just such a big number. I mean, fifty one to twenty, you're a loser at thirty two and a half. I I just think if if Ball State can just get one stop even early and doesn't have like a special teams and a, you know give up a special teams touchdown and like a pick six, then they're they're going to hang in. I hate to say it. I just think the number is way too big. I think Tennessee has a really good year. I, I'm going to be – I'm actually high on the balls. I think Ball State covers in week one just because that number is just so big. <clears throat> yeah, Coach Whitmore, that number is high. What does scare me is Tennessee's type of offense. They, are, they snap the ball every seven seconds. I've seen him. He refuses to just run the ball and get out of the game. He's trying to score every single play. Uh, which is scary when you're trying to take a team that's getting 32 and a half. Uh, Ball State has to have put in a lot of stock in this football game. They're on TV, playing against SEC school. They have to be well coached. Tennessee is high. Everybody's high on Tennessee, but high, Tennessee hasn't really been relevant in a long time. 32 and a half against anybody in in, in college football in a, a non-1AA team, you have to think that's a lot unless they're Alabama. So I'm going to have to go with Ball State to get the cover, not losing by more than 32 and a half. Ooh, this is going to be where we finally disagree, I think. Everyone's on the same page so far. All right, because of the reason what Coach Powell said is the type of offense that Tennessee runs, I think they're better this year. They're the better team. I think everyone understands that. But they are going to run as many plays as humanly possible. So I think they do get a late cover doing that, throwing the ball around the yard in the fourth quarter. I'm going to take Tennessee – to cover 32 and a half. All right, next, Central Michigan, plus 21, traveling to Okie State. Coach Powell's man at quarterback, his final year, his Heisman, his Heisman prediction of four years ago. It's got to be this year. All right, Coach Powell, you start us off. Tough game for Powell. Here. Yeah, this is both tough. Sides. I like both teams. Oh, man. 
I said Oklahoma State was one of the most overrated teams going to the season. I like the Chippewas only. I actually almost picked them as the surprise team. I think Chippewas have a top five running back in the country. I think they have one of the most explosive wide receivers in the country. Oklahoma State lost their defensive coordinator really, really good. They do have a good quarterback, and their coach is over 40. I think he's made that very clear. He's a man. But they're at 21. Oh, man, if they could just give me 21.5 here, I would be all over it. But they don't. Buddy, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go Chippewas. Chippewas. Let's go Chippewas. Yeah, I I like Vic. I I think that's a really big number. I think Central Michigan probably believes they can hang. Uh, Oklahoma State's going to have some adjustments defensively. I think, you know, it won't be as as big a turnover. Um, You know, one of the things that with that loss of the defensive coordinator, uh, their top safety also transferred to Ohio State. Okay, so they're going to have to replace him on the back end. You know, I, I think I don't think Oklahoma State is one of the most overrated teams in the country, like you said last week, pal. But I, I do believe in Central Michigan. I watched them quite a few times last year. They're fun to watch, and I think they can certainly hang early and maybe get a break or two here. And I think with that three touchdown cushion, I'm going to take the Chippewas. Go! Ooh, good pick, and I like I like Central Michigan also. A lot of points, solid team, returning a lot of people too. I believe. Yep. yep. Chippewas were yeah. I agree. I like. I'll take the 21 in Central Michigan. All right, my favorite game on the slate, the Backyard Brawl. It is back. We haven't played this game in how many years? Do we know? Long time. And it's been a while. Anyway, West Virginia. track that? Yeah, when we get the games more than 10 minutes before the podcast, sometimes I look at those type of teams. Okay, yes, sir. All right, so we're going West Virginia plus a a seven. A whole touchdown. Traveling up just the road. Traveling to Pitt. Okay, Pitt lost their quarterback. Coach Whitmore, you're up. What do you yeah. like? What do you got here? All right. I got a question for you, pal. I don't know the okay, answer. Here we go. Who is the quarterback for West Virginia? I think he's been in about seven different colleges. Yeah. And his name, I do not know. Oh, JT come Daniels. on. That's JT correct. Podcast Darwin. Okay, okay. okay. Here, here you go. But he hasn't played. Who is years. named the quarterback for Pitt? The guy probably played in the bowl game because Pickett sat out and no. get prepared for the – Keaton Slovis, who is yeah. also from USC. USC. So we got a battle of the USC. Yes, the real Southern Cal USC. Yes, yes, the yes, real. They make sell sure tickets at the ticket office, yeah. not <laughs> Costco, yeah. Walmart, not Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. Uh, however, <laughs> I don't know. They, might, they don't sell a lot of tickets out there either. But uh, anyways, it, it, that's an interesting kind of twist on this game is both quarterbacks will be starting for their new respective teams that both transferred from USC. Both had very successful uh, stints early in their career. Both can really throw the ball. Pitt lost their their top receiver. He transferred out to Southern Cal. So I guess maybe it's a little trade there. I, I talked about last week. I can't go back. I'm saying West Virginia not only covers the Mountaineers go into the terrible towel land or whatever it's called, the ketchup <laughs> capital of the world, and they shock the Pitt Panthers and pull off the upset. Let's go ears, baby. I don't know all those stats and all those quarterbacks. West Virginia has to be better. Um, Cortez Brown, former Westwood, playing receiver for him. I'm excited. I think West Virginia is going to play well. I think West Virginia, I'm, unfortunately, I'm agreeing with you, Coach Whitmore. I think they actually win this game outright. Let's go. The last time this game was played, November 25th, 2011. Wow. 
It has been 11 years. That is way, way too, too long. long. Right down the road. Well, you can thank all the conference realignment crap for that. But, yes, it has been 11 years since this game has been played. I, I am with the panel here. I love West Virginia to roll in there and win. I'm taking John Denver, Country Road, West Virginia to win the football game. Let's go Mountaineers. All right. Penn State minus three traveling to West Lafayette, Indiana to take on the Purdue Boilermakers. Coach Powell, you're up first here. What do you got? What do you uh, classic, another Big Ten slugfest. It sounds like we're <laughs> watching Mac football. They're all playing on the early games when it's not really important to watch, you know. Um, <clears throat> Purdue, I think Purdue's good, okay. Um, Penn State lost their defensive okay. coordinator. He's now the head coach at Virginia Tech. I thought the Penn State defense is what carried them the last couple of years. Um, I like Purdue. Purdue scores points. I still have a lot of faith in their head coach at Purdue. Um, you know, they finished year last year beating uh, beating Tennessee, absolutely routing Indiana. We've already talked about that. They scored 31 points in Ohio State and beat Michigan State. That's their last five. I think they have to be moving in the right direction. Um, I think Penn State's going to have a little bit of drop off. And they're getting three. This is it's tight. It's going to be a tight ball game, but I am going to have to pick the Boilermakers. They're going to win <clears throat> or just cover? I wish I knew. Okay. Um, yeah, Penn State, they did lose their, their defensive coordinator. They were <coughs> underwhelming, uh, I'll, I'll say, last year. To, to me personally, it, they lost. I think they lost that 78 overtime game to Illinois, right? And, you know, you still kind of think back to two years ago when they lost to Indiana early on in the season. Those were bad losses. Uh, they have not been able to get over the hump and kind of slay the dragon, so to say, and, and beat the Michigans and the Ohio States and, and teams like that. They might beat Michigan a couple years ago. But when Michigan was good last year, they, they didn't beat Ohio State, they played tough. They, <sighs> Purdue, you know, they lost their best receiver. He's now a, a Cleveland Brown. David Bell, I think that hurts. Um, I don't know what type of depth they had around him. I don't know a whole lot. I know Penn State's quarterback has been in college football longer than JT Daniels. Uh, Sean Clifford, he is back for his 12th year as a sacred caller. For retirement, the get retirement um, money. They, yeah, probably. I wonder if he did the uh, retire, rehire thing. The great, the great idea. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I'm, I'm really torn on this. I'm going to say it's at Purdue. Boy, if I could go for a push, I would think Penn State wins on a late field goal. Uh, I'll Can't take, do that. I know. I'll take Penn State. Shot in the dark. <clears throat> we'll give you 10 to 1 odds on the push. <laughs> <laughs> and soccer pushes. I mean, yeah. yeah. All right. I, again, I just Penn State just so underwhelming almost all the time, it seems like. I just They're traveling. Sean Clifford comes back for what seems like his – 17th year under center for Penn State. Um, again, I do like Jeff Brom at Purdue. I don't think he's he was quite as good as they may thought a few years ago, but he's a solid coach. He'll have their offense will be solid. Um, again, it's in West Lafayette. I, I, I'm going to take Purdue, and I think Purdue will win. I'm gonna, I hope I'm wrong. I'm going to take the Boilermakers. Just three is not a lot. Yeah, I'm going to take the home team here. All right, finally. Finally, to end the podcast, the we have grand finale. We we have folks. New Mexico State is traveling to Minnesota in Minneapolis, the Great North. They are they are playing Saturday night, this Saturday, and they play Minnesota Thursday. 
across the country. On the it, road. it is a <laughs> nightmare scenario for New Mexico State. It is plus 37 in Minneapolis against the Goofy Gophers. Coach Whitmore, what do you got? Yeah, so I think that whoever New Mexico State's head coach is should be ticked at their AD. They should have played the first game at Nevada, which is <coughs> on the way somewhere between New Mexico State and Minnesota. They could have just made one long road trip. I mean, I think Minnesota's supposed to be decent this year. Mexico State, gosh, what a terrible start to the year. Hey, you're going to be terrible, and you're going to play twice in four days. Uh, with your second one being on the road, you know, I don't know how far it is from the bottom to the top of our country, but it's a long ways. Uh, Minnesota's decent. They're going to wear them down. Minnesota rolls 55-10. In this game, I think there is a good probability of something similar to what happened to uh, UConn couple years ago where their jerseys didn't get shipped. There's no doubt they're going to be missing equipment here. They're going to ha- like they're having to drive across the it was UMass. That was it. Like there, there's got to be a chance that New Mexico State's missing helmets, equipment guy left the package. Something is missing. They got their mouthpieces. They, yeah, because they, they don't have their mouthpieces in or their knees covered. They're out. That's high school league rules. So I, Gophers, they are, have to be way better than New Mexico State. They only have four days to prepare. Who are they preparing for now? Who knows? Maybe they cash it in the, the Minnesota game and trying to beat Nevada. That would be most likely what I would do if I were them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Minnesota to absolutely blow the doors off. Like, yeah, Minnesota, yeah, again, they're supposed to be pretty good this year. They ran the ball really well against Ohio State last year. I think the running back got hurt some, yeah, some at some point <laughs> in that game. I mean, that Minnesota <coughs> is going to just house New Mexico State. This is a nightmare scenario for the Aggies. I'm looking at something like 60 to 7 oh. or, or, or 67 to 10. That boy starts. I mean, this is a housing. The boat will be rolled all over New Mexico State for four quarters. The Aggies already night. have white flags that they uh, They're going to need them. Need them. They, they implemented that 42 nothing policy in college oh, football. Running clock. Running clock. Oh, all right. Well, that's it for our podcast. We finally got some games in for you guys. The Sharks travel to West Ashley tonight. A lot of weather in the area. We'll see what happens. Could be a late night. Could be rescheduled. Could could get it in. Who knows? But good luck to the Sharks. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. Go Sharks, baby.